everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 150, December the 10th, 1994. We're a little more than two weeks away from Christmas in 94. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. We are still in the same venue. It is the last week here. Next week, we'll be in a new location. But today, we are still in Oakwood, Virginia at Garden High School with 400 people in attendance. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper, getting ready to roll through another great episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Hopper, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? That's nice. Yeah. Very classy. Feeling good. How's your shave? Wow, that was pretty random. Uh, if you want to know what Hopper's talking about, we cut a Patreon episode. Like a month talk, ago. Right, like a month ago on um, um, the best type of razors to buy. And we did our patrons a solid and we promoted something that's that's not even someone who sponsors us. So, yes, it is a great deal. So check that out and you'll really enjoy it. But uh, it's a great way to shave. Let me just say that you'll save a ton of money. So patrons out there, thank you. And we hope that helps you save some money on your razors. And we're not talking about that um, popular razor company that promotes on a lot of podcasts. Doc, how are you? Oh, I'm just trying to get over, you know, Harper's childish antics at the beginning of the show. We can't even count in the show because he's too busy over there recounting. Three, two, one, four, five, oh. six. Oh, <laughs> he's like a kid, isn't he? He's like Jimmy every, Del every time. He's like Jimmy you know, Del Rey like over either there. He's, either he's late or he's messing things up. Come on, pal. He's the Boo Bradley of this thing. As long as we That's can get nice. him to the ring, he can perform. But in every other way, it's just a disaster at all turns. <laughs> Leave my cat alone. <laughs> Give me your cat. I'm going to pill it up. So this is uh, 75% of the way through, three-quarters of the way through this this journey we're on, right? Yeah, no, huh? We're we're basically under, we've got less than a year left at this Man, point. Man, never again, right? Yeah. This has been a tough commitment, two shows a week, I will say that. It's it's very, it's not easy. And, it uh, set us apart in it. the industry, but it hasn't been, but it, but it hasn't come without its struggles. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. I mean, I, I hope people can appreciate it. All the patients you know out there. Hey, you don't you don't really know this, but I'll tell you what's going to be rough is that some of the '95 stuff. That's going to, especially the last. Few oh, months. oh, oh! The last few months, I already know. I've got it figured out in my head, and and I hope I'm not hurting people's feelings because when that asshole Tommy Rich shows up. Oh really? Why? He can go fuck himself for one. That's but, nice. I know. I really agree. It's nice, but <laughs> there's some doc that that. What What's do you wrong? think it is? How much of the finish of the end of this is like just fuck? The last two. Well, it's really good in my opinion through about August. They have a big show in August where like it's names everywhere, and then it started drops off for that September, October, November. Yeah. But so hey, like, we're not here to talk about '95. We're here to close out '94 with respect and style and the panache that only we can bring to the table. So it's I the totally tenth. It's the tenth, man, of December here. We only got two more shopping weeks until Christmas. Harper, what do you think these people are out at down at the dollar store, the Dollar Tree, shopping for for Christmas for each oh, other? Oh God, I don't know. Maybe they're going to get like with me and uh, me and Mike were talking about those fucking Dale Earnhardt fucking uh fucking dinner plates that you put on display oh, he doesn't know what you're talking about from the from the nwa show we cut on thursday yeah he wasn't there uh, the whole fucking uh, uh nascar legend said you get like daryl <laughs> you got like daryl waltrip and fucking richard petty and uh who else doc is jeff gordon dick trickle yeah dick trickle dick trickle Wow. He's the one that died, right? No? 
In a car wreck? I don't know. That should tell you what I know about. That should tell you what I know about NASCAR. I was listening. I was listening to to. I was watching something on TV, and they they were reporting on this guy, and this guy's name was Peter Byrne. Peter Byrne. (laughs) And the first thing that came to my mind was Dick Byrne, like your dick is burning. You're a child too. <laughs> Peter <laughs> My wife was in the living room when they said this guy's name and they were like and uh and now news uh Peter Byrne and I just came unglued and started laughing and she's like what the hell is wrong with you and I looked at her and said Peter Byrne and she looked at me like what she rolled like, her eyes and went whatever Peter Byrne and she still didn't get it I said like you know your dick burns, Peter. Like your Peter burns. Whatever. I got the I got the black woman head roll. What the fuck's wrong with you? Look. Yeah, idiot. That's right. I- exactly. You but should anyway. tell her how rare it is for people of y'all's type to still be to you know have a nuclear family set up, and she should just be thankful. Right. Oh, exactly. Okay. Uh, we will keep moving. We got Smoky Mountain Wrestling episode 150, December 10th, 1994. Les and Jim do a great job, as always, of opening the show. And uh, they say Bruiser Bedlam is back. We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, primetime Brian Lee will face the nightmare for the TV title. Cornette will be on JR's confrontation segment. And we have a Smoky Mountain tag title match. If you remember last week, they mentioned the gangsters would take on Steve and Scott Armstrong. And that was the opening of the show. I'm going to assume y'all have nothing from it. So we'll keep on rolling. We got George South then versus Bruiser Bedlam. Bruiser Bedlam basically toys with George South, but eventually wins with the stomach claw. And that's all I had. Doc, anything else from uh, that first match? Just wondering who the heel was here. George South has been a heel lately, so I was confused. Is this the one when when they're walking out to the ring and that kid kind of gets in Cornette's face? Or somebody does? Let's see, because I don't have a note from it. Um, yeah, I didn't Doc either, but I did notice that when they were wrestling that it looks like half the crowd on the far side has gone out three Fuck! Look... Smoke- a smoke break or a meth break? I think they left. <laughs> Bro, where would they go? I really used to think the whole meth thing was an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that right kid. That kid, that kid. This, he, yeah, he got in Corny's face a little. It's called an opioid crisis for yes. a reason. Okay, hold on, real quick. I thought it was exaggerated, and then I started watching live PD twice a week. Dude, everybody out God. there's hanging and banging, pal. Dear Dude, God. I see it every day in, Dear in fucking New Orleans with the homeless people. They're all fucking, they're all drug addicts. They're all everybody, stuck on that shit, right? They, everyone they stop, 95% don't have a license. 95% have meth on them. 95% don't have insurance. 95% are driving and have a warrant. Yeah, I think it's mandatory. I, if you're white I'm trash. Like, I, I, I'm just like, what the fuck? Those are surprised, bro. They're just waiting to die, bro. People like that, they're just waiting to die. Just I would laugh. Time here. I yep. would laugh, but but that you you're you're. I can't laugh because it's so true. They're just going through. They're just going through life's motions until it's fucking time to pack, uh, to fucking tap out. I, I can't laugh because it's true. Yeah, but but live PD is is fabulous, and and uh, if uh, one day I'm gonna take some time and just do some timestamps and show y'all some clips from some of these episodes, and these people are just. Dear fucking God, help them! All right, so nothing else from George South and Bruiser Bedlam. Like I said, Bruiser wins. Um. God, we can go to a replay of that submission shit from last week. Yeah, fuck that. Lord help me. Um, Let me ask you, Doc, when they went to that replay, what did you think? I couldn't get my fingers tapping the YouTube gimmick fast enough to fast forward it by like, what is it, 10, 15 (laughs) seconds of a pop? Okay. Hopper, you? I was like, like, all right, that's good, man. I'm going to... 
I'll be done in no time. Yeah. It's like, yep. It's like fuck this. Yeah, the same thing. It's like forty-five minutes. This probably chop it down to thirty-five minutes. Pretty much. So then they they cut from that to some promos, and I'm not playing it, but it's Brian no. Anderson followed by Tracy, and then they come back to Brian, and I'll just tell you what happened. Tracy tells us his shoulder's hurting because, as you saw last week, the shoulder was worked over pretty good by Brian, and they had to pull Brian off of Tracy. So he's selling the shoulder, and I'll give Tracy credit here. He he did a good job of selling the shoulder, uh, which was good, but... He's, he's going to be less than 20%, and Tracy says he's still the better athlete. Tracy tells Anderson he's going to teach him a lesson about respect, and Tracy finishes it with his famous line, if we can't get along, we got to get it on. And then Anderson says some stuff when they throw it to him, and that's all I had. Doc, did you have anything else other than Brian well, Anderson with the – Yeah, Brian the Anderson fanny? out there in this fanny pack, so that's always a treat. Think about this. That guy right there with the – with the slacks, the fanny pack hanging by his dick, and the Bad Boys Gym t-shirt is now a uh, great attorney. Well, he also, my thought note was here, if you close your eyes, he kind of sounds like Oli, but he ain't Oli. Yeah, no. Where's uh, Oli at? He had to get back to Best Buy. They were I having a big <laughs> said the same <laughs> thing. He's back at Best Buy, Harper. They were having back a huge sale Buy. on TV, a, a big uh, Christmas sale on TVs, man. Harper, you could, uh, back any, then you could get a flat screen for five thousand dollars. Yeah, no. Nah. Do y'all remember when those plasmas first came out and how much they were? Yeah. Yes. Five thousand dollars. And now you can get one for a like hundred bucks, like a, the the little cheap little thirty two inch one. Harper, I remember. I, um, they're at Goodwill now. Well, and what I was gonna say was, you know. Y'all had Best Buy and Metairie, so like we didn't have one. And I can remember if y'all would have had to... a Best Buy where you lived, Mike. Y'all would have just looted it. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a Circuit City in New Orleans East. Um, yeah, I remember that. Right. So like that's a uh, that's a big lot now. Yeah, it's a big lot now. But um, I remember. I think the first time I ever saw like a plasma was at that Best Buy in Metairie, and I remember like seeing it. It was like fifty inches. That bitch was thirteen grand, Hopper. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was like fifty-five inches or something like that. That's and not I, smart I, to put that out because nobody in the community <laughs> that's scoreboarding the entire community because no one can afford it except maybe the drug dealer. Well, I just remember it was like God, thirteen grand. I and this is before you, you know cell phone cameras were like real prevalent or whatever. I. I wish I had a picture of that price tag to this day. That thing was thirteen grand. I don't remember the brand or nothing. I just remember walking past it going, holy shit. I mean, you can buy a car. You can still buy a car for that amount of money today. Like, right. not, I mean, a used one, a, a decent used one. But Jesus Christ, man, 13 for that. But it will keep going uh, because Oli's back at Best Buy. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything from this, Hopper? This is just. No. No, see, I actually thought Tracy was really good here. Yeah, Tracy seemed good. It's just but he went way too long, but he did his three Ds, the dedication, and then I lost yeah. it. And just thinking he should have said it was about drugs, dicking, and drinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what Mike's uh, brother in law's three Ds are, huh? What? Dick, dick, and dick. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fuck. Are they all at the same time, or are they waiting in line? Ah, well, the, the, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. up. It really that's the first is. Thing that popped into my mind when it's, I saw there's that the difference, promo. <laughs> it's the difference between a gangbang or a train. Wow. <laughs> so, just for the record, uh, you may have remembered a couple of weeks ago, Hopper cut a promo on the women hijacking the uh, Pride Parade in New Orleans, yeah. and Doc wasn't there, but it was epic. It was epic. You got to go back and listen to it. And for anybody out there, he he wasn't being anti-gay. He was being uh, anti-broads hijacking shit because that's what they love to do. Yes. Just like we're two days away from Father's Day and they're about to hijack that shit. Fuck yeah. Bro, they can't just... Hashtag did it on my own. Hashtag right. we didn't need him. Hashtag yeah. I'm a soldier. Hashtag go to hell, bitch. You know what that is? Hashtag I let some dirtbag shoot a rope at me. That's and nice. I'm, right. I'm a complete piece of trash. Yes. That's... I, I've somehow fought through it. 
Doc. I'm a piece of shit for letting this asshole fucking bust a nut at me when I knew he was a piece of shit before he did it. But I did it anyway because I'm a fucking irresponsible woman. And the truth of the matter is, is that if he kept, if he got out of jail and showed up on my doorstep, I'd let him do it again. Yeah. Even though I say I won't. <laughs> Y'all are messed Damn, up. Damn, bro. Just wrong. What? That's, That's a just fucking wrong. truth. That's some truth bombs. <laughs> I got a friend of mine. He does every single day. All he does is cut promos on broads for stuff like that. <laughs> That's classic. He's been in They're faith. too easy. He, he, He's on like his eighth Facebook account because he's been put in jail for because <laughs> all he does is cut bras and he steadily gets reported and he just restarts a page and starts from scratch. <laughs> if I ever get on Facebook, you'll have to share that with me. If you ever get on Facebook, yeah, right. Um, okay, uh, we got up next. We got Brian Lee versus the Nightmare, and this matches for the beat the uh, beat the champ TV title for the Smoky Mountain TV title. Uh, Brian Lee hits a bad-looking knee drop off the top rope and gets the win. Yeah. And, uh, it's literally all I had from it. Doc, anything from you? It's more than I had because I made a decision that after two and a half, almost three years of this promotion, I'm just kind of done with primetime Brian Lee, and I fast-forwarded through this match. I mean, they put the, the fucking nightmare guy a little more than him. Um, Brian I, I Lee right now? Know. Brian Lee is right now is a perfect example of uh, what you. He needs to go it, away. Yeah, so it's that, not. So it's, that, and it's not like you need to go away. He he needs to come back. I mean, they're trying with all these different hair colors and stuff, but it's just he needs he needs to be missed for a while to come back. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He's it, the beauty of the territories was a lot of times guys would go away for a month. Uh, I mean, more than a month, six months, a year, and then they'd come back. And when they come back. It wasn't that they had a fresh coat of paint on them all the time. It was just that they were, you know, hadn't been seen in a while. So it made it better because it was like they were new again. And I just think that's uh, what's missing here. But, you know, small roster. Corny's doing the best he can. Hopper, you got anything else from it? No. All right. Let's go now to um, to Dirty White Boy with Ron West from the Smoky Mountain Board of Directors. And uh, remember, we're building up this thing where somebody's coming in to face White Boy. So let's hear what they got to say. Thanks very much. Uh, Ron West is here, member of the Smoky Mountain Board of Directors, the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion, the Dirty White Boy has joined us. I understand this uh, agent from Los Angeles is really insistent that his man get a shot at the Smoky Mountain title. You, have you found out who this guy is? No, Jim, we hadn't found out who the man is yet, but I like to tell the agent one thing. In California, it's not like it is in Smoky Mountain. One thing they have to do, we're not like some of the other wrestling organizations that just brings guys in and put them against the champion. He's got to come in Smoky Mountain and prove himself that he is a top contender. But uh, I understand from what you said last week that you're willing to wrestle uh, anybody to line him up. Well, I'm looking at it this way. Court going by the men that I've wrestled over the past year, he can't be any bigger, any tougher. Because well, I, 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 I think back at Jake Roberts and the Dick Slaters and the Terry Gordys, my gosh. Uh, that's a handful right there. So I'm, what I'm telling you, Ronnie West, is we'll sit down, drag out the contract. I will sign an open contract. Whenever, whoever it is that calls you back, you tell them all he's got to do is come put his name on the dotted line, and I will give him a shot for the Smoky Mountain heavyweight title. Well, White Boy, I know you haven't backed down from no one. And just like you said, you leave that open contract. I know it. The fans of Smoky Mountain knows it, that you are a true champion. Your hat, My hat's off to you. All right, gentlemen, uh, we'll keep updated on this thing. Hopefully, Ron, and uh, good luck to you, White Boy. Appreciate it very much. Okay, pal. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. What is Jim Cornette doing? Um, I like it. They're teasing it. No spoilers. Doc, your thoughts? I like it. Tell me who it is, Mike. No. Okay. Um, so if we're going to have a representative from the Smoky Mountain Board of Directors, oh. um, dude, he was using double negatives and just the grammar was terrible out there. He's I not, just, dude, I could just picture that guy doing the, the fucking come out the Wild Bills GMC Chevrolet, but we got the Silverado zero zero <laughs> financing and blah, blah, blah. we got the Sportsman package. Blah, blah, blah. Damn, that's what he sounded like. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, he's right. <laughs> um, 
That's a good so, truck, Paul Paul. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. What was so, the name of that dealership? Oh God. I, I Camper forget. City, Paul Paul's Camper City. It was in Mississippi, but they would play it in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Doc. We're 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 gonna get sidetracked if we go there. Go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, it's like so what Ronnie West is saying is basically this guy's got to come through and run through Skyfire, Logan and blaze. And then he can get a shot. That's what we're saying. And, and DWB is going, nah, 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 I'll take Bring it on, Bring it on, which makes him look again, just like last week. He looks like he's the, you know, to use the term from the late eighties Saturday night, he's the bull of the woods here. And I did pop at the end when JR gave him the sounds good, pal. Play that part again. That's awesome when he says that. Here, let me <laughs> let me play this. This is the end of it here. Hold on. On the dotted line, and I will give him a shot for the Smoky Mountain heavyweight title. Well, white boy, I know you haven't backed down from no one. And just like you said, you leave that have open it contract. From no one. I know it. Have the it fans no of Smoky Mountain know that you are Bill a true Billy. champion. Your hat my hat's off to you. All right, gentlemen, uh, we'll keep updated on this thing. Hopefully, Ron, and uh, good luck to you, white boy. Appreciate it very much. Okay, pal. Thank you very much, ladies <laughs> okay, and gentlemen. <laughs> what is Jim Cornette doing with a Rock and Roll Express? We'll find out when we come back. All have right. It from, for have it to back down from no one. It's anyone, you fucking idiot. And it's not like you, you can't be a hillbilly in that part of the country, but you're being the board of directors. God, I hate that shit. Yeah. Hopper, any other thoughts? No. Are you ready to no. are you are you ready to go to Chip Kessler? No. Here we go. Do you want to know go. how old JR is there? Go ahead. Uh, forty three. He is about four weeks from turning forty three. He's forty three. So he's basically my he's like basically my age and your age right here, Doc. Wow. And he's out there giving the okay pal to the champ. Wow. All right. Let's go to the confrontation with Jim Ross. JR is great here, too, by the way. He's getting in Corny's up in his guts here. Say that again. He's getting up in his guts. He's sticking it. (laughs) He's tickling his prostate here, you know? (laughs) Yeah. JR is really good. He's, he's, he's confronting. He's, he's being an antagonist. Let's hear what, uh, Let's hear. Let's just listen to what goes down. It's Jim Ross, Jim Cornette, and they throw it to a segment with Cornette and the Rock and Roll Express as they strategize for Christmas chaos. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Jim Cornette has uh, some sort of working arrangement now with the Rock and Roll Express, and I'm real dubious of this situation. Well, you're a real dubious personality, Jim Ross, just like it's dubious that any of these people have ever seen a good hot bath on a Saturday night or any other. But let me explain something. The Rock and Roll Express had to take my offer because it's their last chance at Christmas chaos, and they know without this behind them, they ain't going to beat the gangsters because they're not dirty enough. As a matter of fact, we've been having strategy sessions. As a matter of fact, you have had a strategy session, and as a matter of fact, you remember the camera crew that uh, met with you? Yeah, I remember Mike Wallace and all the 60 Minutes crew. Have you got that tape now or what? Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. take Take a look at this strategy session. All right, wrestling fans. Everyone across the world, professional wrestling fans and wrestling. Okay. Damn, Hopper, is he on drugs? Hopper, describe his eyes. It's like he's on drugs. Why is his eyes so ball? big? Is that an eight it's ball? Like, is that it, speed? What is it? It's like he, somebody said, open your eyes as wide as you can and keep them that way. It's like he <laughs> saw a ghost. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's keep going. As Chip Kessler looked like I guess it was up. nerves. I think that's just how Maybe he, he just I, has a physical problem that he doesn't appreciate us pointing out in this venue. Yeah. That's well, true. <laughs> it's, just, it's like someone said, look, open your eyes as big as you can. It was probably um, nerves. I mean, would you want somebody coming on this podcast and making fun of you for being follically challenged on the top of your head or something? That's something you can't control? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, there you go. We're, but maybe Chip's not as, as thick-skinned as we are. Do you know the stuff people send me on an email and Twitter? I, yeah, you tell me how much everybody hates me. It's amazing that I still do this. Oh, man, they make fun of me, you. They 
just real tough guys weird. behind their keyboards, huh? Boy, yeah, are they, man? <laughs> fucking keyboard warrior, motherfuckers. They are. There are some really tough people on Twitter. Let me tell you, real tough, tough guys. I mean, real tough, man. They can, they just, they can murder you with their bare hands and nothing else. Why do all they right. want to? This is a wrestling mm. podcast. Somehow they don't think this is all a work. I mean, like it's history. wrestling. We're having fun. We're yeah. it, when I say a work, we're having fun. We're talking about old wrestling and, and people. This is up. this is our escape from real life, guys. It's ours. It should be yours. I mean, come on. Jesus Christ, Doc! This meme you just sent us. <laughs> her, I don't like things that her. This is a dude. This is a chick talking to a dude or her boyfriend. The chick says, "I don't like things about you. You need to change." The boyfriend says, "Okay, but there are some things you could change." And she says, "If you can't accept me as I am, we shouldn't be together." If that's damn, not... that's so real. Wow, Bruh. We need to get back to Smoky Mountain. That's that's so real. It's hard <laughs> to laugh at it. Hey, weren't they in there having a strategy session when we last left the wrestling? Yeah. Yes, so let's go back to Chip Kessler, who's about to throw it to the strategy session. Kessler's alike are amazed by the uneasy alliance recently formed between the legendary tag team, the Rock and Roll Express, and wrestling manager Jim Cornette. They have joined forces in an effort to beat the gangsters. Now, the gentlemen, the Rock and Rollers and Jim Cornette, are discussing some strategy behind closed doors here in the dressing room area. But we're going to go inside and check out exactly how things are going between Cornette and the Rock and Roll Express. They're talking. All I'm saying to you is, you're going to have to start doing things that way. The reason why you ain't the tag team champions now is because you don't do what things do that way. You? You're going to have to listen to me, and you're going to have to do things the way I want them done if you expect to beat these guys. Let me tell you something. We have been four-time world tag team champions, ten-time Smoky Mountain wrestling tag team champions, and that was without your help, all right? And I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what you did with my help. You lost all those titles every single time because of the way that I want you to wrestle. I don't care about being nice. Well, we're not, I'm in that express. We are not the heavenly bodies. We are the rock and roll express. And you're Understand not the Smoky that. Mountain tag team champions, and if you want to be at Christmas chaos, you're going to have to listen to me whether you like it or not, because I know what it's going to take well, to beat these guys. Well, you always the right way. Yeah, well, they, what do you want? What? what do you want? What do you yes, want? You well, well, wrestling fans, fans want to know what's going on here. Fans want to know here what's going on with you guys. What kind of strategy are you guys discussing? Ricky Morton, like, get your ass out of here, boy. All I can say is I don't understand what's going through Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson's minds. I'd like to talk to them. I hope to have them right here next week on this segment because I'm going to try to talk them out of this whole situation. Hey, let me tell you something, Jim Ross. Don't stick your nose in my business. You see, I came out and I made the gangsters a proper offer. An offer that I thought would take them straight to the top. And what do they do? They spit in my eye. So what do I do? I get on a telephone with the Rock and Roll Express. I make a few arrangements. Bottom line on the whole thing is this. Rock and Roll have realized that without me, they were going to have to leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling because it's their last chance at Christmas Chaos. They can't get another tag team title match again, so they got to make it good. And they haven't been able to beat the gangsters so far because they're too dirty, they're too devious. The Rock and Roll Express are too nice. They drink milk, they're niceness, man. So they can't fight on the gangsters' level. Well, I can because I'm a dirty, nasty, mean, backstabbing, obnoxious, loudmouth. You certainly are. I agree to all that. You certainly are. All I'm saying is I can teach the Rock and Roll Express what they have to do. I made a promise and I made a vow because I want the Rock and Roll here and I want them champions because I want one of my teams to be the one to run those stinking, scurvy, slimy dogs out of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I want to take credit for it and the Rock and Roll Express are my project. They have been for 10 years and nobody is going to take them away from me, least of all the gangsters. At Christmas Chaos, I give my my word of honor. Oh, yeah, that means a lot. Well, That's matter, real valuable. As a matter of fact, even better than my word of honor, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to win the Smoky Mountain Tag Team title for the Rock and Roll Express. I guarantee you that. Don't bring them out here next week and try to talk them out of nothing because I got my plans and my plans are working out pretty good. Well, if I have my way, they'll be here next week and I'm going to do my best to talk them out of this deal because they can't trust you. Look at yourself. They can't trust you. Look at you. <laughs> let, me, let me explain something to you. Sometimes you can't always get what you want, but you can get what you need. And the rock and roll need me. <laughs> so if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. 
Well, Kesara, ladies and gentlemen, there you, from, you heard from Jim Cornette, and we'll be back. The Smoky Mountain Tag Title matchup is still to come. Don't you go away. I don't know if Mike, I realize. Mike, Mike, do you, know, do you recognize all those lyrics? What's no. No, I don't. What? Go ahead well, and tell co- me. Corny hit you with some Rolling Stones and some, uh, I think it's Crosby, Stills, and Nash. It might have been uh, some solo Steven Stills. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. That's right. Gee, that sounds riveting, Doc. Well, I'm just trying to, you know, the people out there knew that that was some classic rock, and we know that you don't, so I was just pointing that out. Um, Just so you know there, Mike, well, you're reverse. Mike's the only person I know that weighs less now than he used to weigh. So um, I'm going to say this. Corny is 34 years old there. Damn. 34 is too young to be putting on weight at the velocity that he's putting on weight. Yeah. I'm like, he must be eating nothing, but he must be going through 50 burger towels on those drives up to Connecticut and back. Let me tell you, man, stress can do it to you. I'm a firm believer in that. I remember when my dad was dying from cancer and um, I, I, I blew up even like just terrible, man. I mean, I, I, I just, just stress eating and not sleeping. And before you know it, you look up and you didn't put on 50, 60 pounds like in two months, like it's nothing, bro. That it, it it does it to you. And Corny wasn't dealing with that, but he was dealing with back and forth WWF and trying to run a promotion and the stress of that and calling fax angles machines. and fax machine. But well, he got rid of Horner by then. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I can only imagine what Corny's going through during this time. And yeah, he he's starting to put on weight. But Doc, the funny part is, he's putting on weight here, but he's not even as big as what he ends up being when he starts wearing the fatigues. I know. But the thing of it is, is that you know how hard it is. I mean, in your, most people in their thirties, or at least I was, you had to work hard to put on weight. Like now you could eat a cheeseburger and it's like, damn, I gained three pounds. Cause you know, you get older. But back then you, you were working again. He's working against a stronger metabolism. Most likely dude, he's got to be pound. And I mean, think he's probably consuming 15 sprites a day or whatever. Because he said he had given up caffeine by this point. But, like, four cheeseburgers. I mean, he would sit there. You know, he's talked about this. Like, after the shows of the 80s, he'd go back and eat a pizza and a bag of chips or something. That's shit. crazy. Yeah. I, he, he, I guess that was his way of, you know, I mean, he, he didn't drink or do drugs or anything. He just ate. Which is, some people will tell you that's a disease in itself, overeating. I mean, it's all relative. Yeah. But so I'm yeah, just saying yeah, that at 34, I could have drank a 12 pack and eaten a pizza and wouldn't have gained, but a couple, you know, it would have been fine. At 44, I'd be, I'd put 12 pounds on me, put something on me. Ajax can't wash off. He's going to gain more and he'll tell I'm you about, about this time. I'm just saying I'm worried about Corny. We love him and I don't want to, I don't want him to die early. That's all I'm saying. He's a big fat bastard right there. <laughs> okay. That's nice. Um, after anything, I mean, do you want to say anything about his promo and JR? No, this fun is all really and... good because JR standing right back up to him and this is just, it's tenuous and it's, look at it's yourself. A, look, look at Jr. Look at yourself, yeah. man. Straighten up, asshole. <laughs> you know, Jr. I didn't realize how much he would hit corny with the "that's real classy" type stuff back then, but he really does. Over and that's over. True. Yeah. All right. Uh. So let's um. Let's keep the show moving. Anything? Any other thoughts, Hopper? Before we go. Um, no. Uh-uh. Will he? But I mean, it's a legitimate question. Will he turn on the rock and roll or will he not? That's a, that's going to put s- s- actual doubt in people's mind, which is awesome. And they're going to ke- and remember this is December 10th. We've got a couple of more shows before Christmas, the Christmas show. So they're going to keep teasing this somewhat. And you're going to, you're going to wonder, will he at Christmas chaos actually hold up his end of the bargain? Because right. he's very devious and his whole career has been out to destroy the rock and roll back to 1983. So what's going to happen? But yep. anyway, let's go uh, to the we- boiler room. We keep going, and they show a replay of Boo Bradley accidentally costing Candido his match against Cactus Jack and Tammy spraying whatever that was in Cactus's eyes. Pussy and cheeks. now, 
She she squirts into a bottle and then sprays it in their eyes. Oh come what, on, Doc. That's what? what fucking White Diamonds was. That was uh, Elizabeth Taylor's juice. Can y'all have some fucking class or something? <laughs> no, I need to know more about what Harper's talking about right now. White Diamonds. I've never heard of that. Yeah, right. Do you heard of that? Nope. That old shitty perfume. They 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 always sell it. There's always commercials during uh, Christmas time. They got it's been around since like the like thirty years. But you know but, what I'm talking about, Mike? Huh? I've I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you see the commercials. What's yeah. the what's going on here inside the bottle? What's what are you saying here? I don't know. Oh. Well, never mind. I okay. thought you were saying that it was her. It was her juices. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> they sell it at Walmart. So think about that. That means there's got to be disgusting. millions of bottles. How could she produce that much ooze? You know what? I hear myself <laughs> say it. That's disgusting. <laughs> Why do I do this? <laughs> you should. That's real classy yourself. I want to real classy myself. That's nice. fucked. Up. <laughs> it took four years, but Harper finally finally hit his breaking point. <laughs> We've heard about turtles and cages and homemade tattoos in the projects and and just squirters and all and nonsense, but for some reason today is the end of the road. Cue up cue up the boys to men. It was a good run. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like all of a sudden you had a self-realization moment where it's like, God, that's nasty. What am I doing? That's fucked up. That usually happens for me, like especially on the Saturday night shows because we record at night. Like a couple hours later, I'll be laying in bed about to go to sleep. I'm like, what? Did we, what did we just do? No, what it was is Mrs. Doc will often, my wife don't care, but Mrs. Doc will ask Doc how the show went. Like she's showing her concern and Doc will be like, well, we talked about the jive tones and the fact that their car smelled like cocoa butter and bodussy and weed. And, and then she's like, why did I even ask? And Doc's like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And the problem with it is, it's not that we talked about it. It's that we don't plan any of this, and it's not a shtick, and it just comes out natural. That's the disturbing <laughs> part. I was at a dinner last week with some friends and family, and they made the mistake of asking about the podcast. And oh, then shit. I started telling them, and they were like, holy shit. And so then I told them that about how we do demographics in the Smoky Mountains, and then we had a town with eight black people, and we started comparing it to a finding a black person to Pokemon go. And I realized we were at a restaurant. I realized I was t saying it way too loud. <laughs> and they were, <laughs> and he was drinking. That's what y'all don't understand. So he was even louder. There were black people in the restaurant. Then I realized, I hope no one. Well, yeah. So anyway, why are we doing catch, this? Got to catch them all. That's fucked okay. up. <laughs> 16 wieners at one time, huh? Yeah. But, but, but as we talk about our epiphanies, Harper sending out mom dick jokes. There's lots of memes floating around. Real quick, and then I'm going to go to the boiler room. Doc, you weren't on the NWA show. Um, you know, I posted the, the clip to the YouTube channel of that Shaska and Tiger Conway segment that we talked yeah. about where, yeah. you know, they were having fun and whatnot. So somebody on the YouTube channel commented and he said, I hesitated to listen to this one because I can see why I did. It was only a little offensive, racist and stereotypical. The guy must have missed at the end when you said, these guys are fun. They're getting done wrong. But somehow he pulled out that we were being racist and offensive and stereotypical. To that, I say, grow the fuck up, dude. It's not that I serious. say he's a bag of dicks. Yes. I'm about to send. I'm about to return with another mom dick joke. So I got. Okay. I can't respond to this. Okay. Um, Here you go, guys. Did, did you see the meme that said maybe if I name my dick Facebook, she'd be on it, and the guy's staring at his broad. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to to Chris Candido and Tammy in the boiler room with uh Boo Bradley, where he must have to sleep at night. Here it is. 
We are here today. The reason I've had this cameraman fall Tammy Fitch and myself here today is to prove once and for all that we do not mistreat that idiot Boo Bradley. You know, it's winter to time out right now and Boo Bradley no longer lives in the cardboard box in our backyard out in the freezing cold elements. We have found a place befitting a man of his stature right here in the boiler room of our apartment building where he can stay all day and play with that stupid cat and no one has to put up with his ugliness and he can play with that idiot cat till he's red in the face. Hey, Boo! Boo, listen to me, Boo. Are you listening? Uh huh. I'm gonna take that cat right now. No. I'm gonna take her. And you know what? You can have her back on Keep one condition. What? You have to do your job and you have to run Cactus Jack out of Smoky Mountain Wrestling at Christmas Chaos. Do you hear me? Yes, That's the only way you're gonna get her back. If you don't, I'm gonna throw her in a burlap sack, take her to the nearest bridge, and throw her in the river, and you'll never see your little precious kitty again. Oh, so what are you gonna do? You want your cat? What are you gonna do? I'll get him. What I'll are you going to do? I'll be Cactus. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, I'll do Dan? I'm going to run him out of Red, red Wrestling. And you'll then what? I'm going to get my cat And then, yeah, maybe you'll get your pack now. Get, get that stupid cat. You don't deserve her. You're not going to get her back until you do your job. Come on. Hey. Where are you going? Boots. Uh, Doc, you go first. Well, they will throw things in the river. Remember, Candido was going to throw Bobby Blaze's belt in the in the lake. So I'd take that threat seriously. The other thing here is um, it would have been an even better touch to have Boo down there eating cat food and feeding it to Boots at the same time. That's mm -hmm. gross. Yeah, it is. Um, this is really great because, I mean... It's it's super heel behavior to pick on the special, special people, the special people and animals. These people are without a moral compass, and I love it. Well, and then Candido and Tammy are like, look, he's living comfortably. Look at him, and he's in a freaking boiler room in the dead of winter in the Smoky Mountains. No, they're up they in New York. To this is their apartment cat. building. This is their apartment building. That means they're in New Jersey. Okay. Maybe so, but they they threatened to school. Don't you think? Of course think it is. So. Yeah, they threatened to murder a cat. But Harper, what did you have from this? I was thinking you probably couldn't say that now. I'm gonna take no. that cat and put it in a burlap sack and throw it in a river. You you, you have PETA and, and sponsors just say, oh, well, you know, we gotta cut ties with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, I I agree. All right, yeah. any other thoughts on that? Uh, uh he's, all right. They didn't. He seems real, doesn't he? Boo. Boo? Yeah, because he, he is. He's awesome. He plays the role so well. He does. And it shows I you how versatile he was. <laughs> I know, because he's he really seems like he's special. And it goes to show you how versatile he was because when you think about him from ball, you know being balls in ECW, he was nothing like this. Did he have a mohawk when he first came in? It was all kinds of shaped up and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Yes, definitely. All right, we will keep going. Um, Cactus comes out. I don't have anything from it, Doc. Did you? Yeah, I didn't really have anything either. Uh... I, the one line he said is Santa ain't gonna leave me a new ear. I thought that was good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it wasn't like last week where he was doing the Dr. Seuss shit. <laughs> See you uh, later. Hopper, you got anything from it? No. Uh uh. So then we go to the main event of the show, which was the Gangsters versus Scott and Steve Armstrong for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team titles. And I will uh, a couple things. Good old school match between these two. The crowd the problem was the crowd had just so thinned out because yeah, at the they're end gone. Of the fourth taping. Yeah, I mean the bleachers are the bleachers were full. And now, Tammy must have Tammy must have got off. Well, ta not that Tammy. What's a good one? Barbara must have got off. No, Lisa. No, what's a good name for a young girl that's about to get pounded by everybody in town? Harper. Becky. Becky just got off down at the Sonic, so everybody headed over there to get their turn. That's nice. <laughs> I heard Becky gets off at three o'clock today. We better hurry up and get out of here. You know the traffic. You know <laughs> what's the old Rick Flair line? You don't want to be. You, you may not be first, but you don't want to be last. <laughs> but you could be next. 
You don't want to stick it in there after ten other people and squish around in there. Oh, oh God, that's God. that's disgusting. Come on. And he said it would just. <laughs> he laughs. All right. Okay, we'll keep going. Um, the good old school match though here. These teams get after it. The crowd is very thinned out though. And did you notice that? Um, on the way out, there was a lot of pink teenagers yelling at the gangsters. Um, yeah. <laughs> you want to describe what you mean by that? <laughs> there was a bunch of pink people yelling at the gangsters. I was thinking maybe that they could, uh, the gangsters could have Bully Ray come out and take them all into the back and tell them to be nice. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Say, hey, look, you're gonna treat that woman like she's your mama. I don't, for the love of God, I do not understand people defending Bully right now. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is, um. During the course of this match, Steve hit a stinger splash and a gourd buster. So he was yeah. he was pulling other people's moves here, which I noticed and thought was pretty cool. I liked the match. Um, Mike, I can't remember. There's always a famous story on the gangsters that they, they're going to introduce a, a affirmative action angle where they have to be pinned for like four instead of three. But I can never remember if they do it on TV or if it's just in big shows. I don't remember either. It's a it's, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, because <laughs> that's that right. Other than coming out with Sunny on their arm, that's another thing that would just get those people riled up. Yeah, the, the fact that they have to be pinned for but for a four or five count, whereas everyone else is is three. <laughs> if you ever, I mean, you just want to piss off the people to Smoky Mountains anymore, then you've already done. It's it's fabulous. Um, but these teams get after it. It's a shame because the crowd is just so thinned out, so it's not really loud in there, but. They 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 do they do a good job and the the funny part is man so the way it starts going to the finish is New Jack misses the one eight seven which allows Scott to make the hot tag to Steve Steve actually hits New Jack with a flying clothesline off the top rope and has New Jack pinned but the ref's back is turned Mustafa ends up hitting Steve in the back of the head with a chain fist and then Mustafa rolls New Jack over and puts New Jack on Steve ref turns around the gangsters win by pin it was really quick the way it happened but I thought overall. Uh, I, they, they had a good match. It just was the last match of the of a TV taping that had four tapings. So, yeah, that's like God. That's like three quarters of the crowd's gone. These yeah. people should all. These people should have been handed one of those oval twenty six point two stickers to hang on their car afterwards. Yeah, it just was. It just was the, the again. I, I think the I think this match probably doesn't get the credit it deserves on TV because you had so many people that were just tired at this point after I get four it. tapings. Um, so that yeah. was that. Like I said, gangsters win, and um, that's that. So with that said, anything else before we go to the actual closing promo, Doc? Closing promo, pal. Let's go. Right, so, so the closing promo is the uh, the gangsters. They're out there and they got some stuff to say regarding uh, what's happening in the territory right now. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Don't forget our poll question. Will Jim Cornette help the Rock and Roll win the Smoky Mountain Tag Titles? You cannot be proud of the way you just won that match. Let me tell you something. And I tell these geeks I'm in Smoky Mountain. Any way I can win by any means necessary, that's how I'll do it. If I got a cheat to do it, that's what I'm going to do. If you don't like it, close your eyes. Because I done told you once, and I'm going to tell you again. I'm going to do any and everything I can for us to keep the bill. And I don't care who complain about it. You can write the commissioner. You can call your congressman. You can even call the president. I don't care. We got it, and we going to keep it. If you don't like it, hey, that's something that you got to worry about. But what about Jim Cornette and the Rock and Roll Express? Rock and Roll Express, for the last couple of weeks now, we done beat you all over. Tennessee, Kentucky, everywhere with Virginia, West Virginia, and we still got the bills. And everybody's still crying because of the way that we keep the bills, you understand? It don't mean nothing. Y'all can get Cornette if you want, but if I was you, I wouldn't trust Cornette, no fun I can throw a partner. So you're going to have a whole lot of people to deal with. You got me, you got Mustafa, and then you got about 15 to 20 security people I'm going to bring. So you better have eyes in the back of your head, the side of your head and in the front of your head, partner, because you got some long days ahead of you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you hear from the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. We'll talk more about Christmas chaos next week. For my partner, Les Thatcher, I'm Jim Ross saying so long, everybody.
All right, Doc, thoughts on the gangsters right there? The line that got me was, if you don't like it, close your eyes. Yeah, close your fucking eyes. You don't like it? Too bad. I do like that he says we'll continue to win by any means necessary. Because, like, in the fans' mind, that's like, holy shit. These bastards are going to freaking do it. That's not what they said. They didn't say bastards. No. No, what and I'm it, saying. And, it, and oh, if they did, and if they did, it was, it was these black bastards. Oh my God! What are they doing to my wrestling? Jesus Christ! I hope the rock and roll beat them. I can't <laughs> take this no more. What, what the hell is they doing on my TV? This is not the wrestling the way it used to be, and the way I like it. Uh, Harper, any other thoughts on the gangsters right there? No. Yeah. Y'all got it all. All right. So uh, we are getting ready to wrap things up. But before we do so and give out the disability checks and government cheese, I want to remind you, uh, please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You can get the video version of these episodes. You can get the world class shows. You can get the Jim Crocker promotions pay-per-views that we do along with tons of other 200 plus episodes up on the Patreon feed right now. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, great way to support this show. For very a very little amount of money, let me put it like that, for what you're getting in return. Also, if you don't use it, please bookmark this link. It is tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support us on an ongoing basis. If you're already shopping on Amazon, you have nothing to lose because you basically shop at that link and the show gets support in return. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it each and every time they shop on Amazon. Uh, okay, Hopper, disability check time. Doc, disability check time. Uh, what are y'all giving this thing? I want to give it whatever you give it, Mike. Okay, so we're yeah. going to go through that again, even though I said weeks ago <laughs> that it wasn't happening. So, Hopper, you're going to give it a disability check. I'm just trying to get you back into the game, pal. Uh, yeah. 7.9. 7.9. All right. Yeah. Doc, what about you? What are you giving it? Well, for the second straight week in a row, Harper and I are in, we're like two broads that synced up their periods, because I'm giving it a 7.9 as well. See? Hmm. Very well. Government cheese. Who are you giving your government cheese to, Doc? Well, I was uh, a little disappointed in you for not playing all the promos, because I was going to give mine to Tracy Smothers for doing his goddamn best to get this stupid angle over. You didn't yeah, tell really, me huh? it. Well, I couldn't give away the cheese, and I forgot to tell you to just play him, and he did go on a little too long, but I liked what Tracy had to say there. Yeah. I, I only only reason I didn't play it is you because you it up. didn't. So you're giving it to Smothers, too? I, I, it's, I mean, if you don't give it, who else is there? New Jack? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's kind of like this. You here, know, goes, here comes the race I, no, card. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I didn't, I didn't say I was giving it to New Jack. I just said who else. But actually... I mean, Tammy and Candido were really good, like with Boo in the boiler room. Yeah, they're gonna so murder a cat. Is that who you're giving it to, Mike? Yep. So stop playing. So stop playing your race card, Doc. You don't like that, do you? What does that mean? Exactly. All right. Before we get out of here, I want to mention a couple of shows. Who did wait? Hope you support. Who did you give your? Who did you give the cheese to? Um, Tammy and Chris. Okay, now Harper. Who did you give the cheese to? Tracy. It's Tracy. Yep. For that see? promo that we, yep. that, that, that we didn't see. Right. Y'all, Good job. Y'all want me Good to job, play Mike. it? No, I'm clearly no, put no. It the toothpaste is already out too, motherfucker. Yeah, no, Y'all no, didn't we're done. tell I'm, me. I'm, I'm, I've, we've already bu- Harp and I have already busted our nuts, man. We're not y'all interested in anything else. Y'all, y'all, stop, y'all stop, are assholes. Stop, stop nibbling at my balls. We're done. Y'all didn't tell me to play it. Y'all are fucking idiots. I, I, Don't we have to tell you at this point, Michael? Right. We should be able to. Do, do we have to call every spot in the ring? Jesus Christ. I expect more from a varsity letterman. <laughs> a five-star athlete from Delgado University. <laughs> Uh, as they call it in New Orleans, Delgado U. Delgado. <laughs> they don't have a football team, but Harper and I are both five-star athletes from their football team. There you have it. 
Uh, all right. Uh, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH. It's Brian Melotis and Mike Crockett every single Monday. They do classic and current stuff. And check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. And I think that's all I have. Um, Doc, you got anything before we get out of here? Not a damn thing. Hopper, you got anything before we get out of here? No. All right, Hop, hit the tagline. Okay, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to give a shout out to all of our great patrons out there. Thank you for your support. Your support really does mean a lot to what the three of us do. Uh, I should say four with Lance uh, every single week on this show uh, with the world class shows, Smoky Mountain shows, NWA shows and our new show, the ECW bottom line cast at five dollar tier as well. But we appreciate your support and your patronage. So if you're a patron, thank you so much. And if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and support us. And um, also, uh, if you're a patron or not, use the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Bookmark that and please give that link to your family members and everyone that you know and tell them to use it because it is a great way to support what we do. I want to also thank the Hall of Fame patrons out there. So Rocky Suazo, who is a longtime Patreon or longtime listener, and now uh, jumped up and he is a BTT Hall of Fame listener. Thank you, Rocky. I know you're out there. You've been listening for a long time, man. Thanks for bumping up. And um, well, thanks for, for becoming a uh, Hall of Fame Patreon member. We appreciate it. Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunifen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at G.A. Russell Nutt, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Moretti, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, J. Shiny 21, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, and at Godbold Unreal on Twitter. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. Definitely appreciate that. Your patronage is of great help. And remember, if you have hit your either seventh month at that patron level or one year, a two-year anniversary, etc. at that patron level, 
please let me know because I owe you a shirt. If I haven't already got you your shirt or your Pro Wrestling Tees gift card, let me know and I will get it sent out. Um, also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and Mike does the ECW live cast as well, the Extreme live cast on the Patreon feed. But check out his Bottom Line cast with JV. It's a podcast series where they break down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. New episodes come out every single Monday morning, available wherever you get your podcast from, like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, etc. And also follow Mike and JV at Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. Uh, that is the show's official Twitter feed. But again, also, I said they are doing the ECW Livecast 2, the Extreme Livecast. It's a watch-along series. Every two weeks, they do two episodes on our $5 tier. So that's a, another great benefit to being a $5 Patreon member is you're going to get the ECW shows now too. That's all I have. Thank you everyone for being patrons. We appreciate it. Hall of Fame patrons, we appreciate it. Thank you for all of your support. Have a great day and until next week on the Smoky Mountain Show or the NWA Show, book it, bitch. <laughs>